This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle and some gorgeous and exciting and amazing women in the studio. <laughs> this is Unradio. This is Unscripted. And this is, without a doubt, this morning, Uncensored. So, Mrs. Cleo, good morning. Good morning. Fiona, Thank good morning. Good morning. Lee, good morning. Good morning. So, it's cool. You guys have never been here before, which is really, really mm. cool. So we are talking about role play, we're talking about fantasies, we're talking about putting on the masks to take off the masks, how you become more authentic through role play, through fantasies, how do you express your fantasies, um, and how do costumes and masks and things help you do this, and that's kind of Fiona's thing, which is really cool, so we're going to find out all about that. But first, let's see if anybody's smart. Dirty Dictionary Word. CBT. Today's Dirty Dictionary Word is CBT. Yeah, I'm the clever genius here. Okay, so what do you think that is? Cockball torture. Okay, Fiona, any Say idea? CBT is cock and ball torture. Okay, Fiona, you're going to talk close to the mic. Your mic's your good friend this morning. Mistress Cleo, I think you're correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> no. Okay, absolutely. CBT is cock and ball torture. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You see, I told you I knew the answers. There we go. Very, very <laughs> the good. The first time. <laughs> so WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090 with your fantasies. We'd love to hear what your fantasies are. Have you expressed them? Have you played with them? What happened when you did? How did you do it? What did you experience? What did you learn from it? Did it grow you? Did it make your relationship closer? Was it more fun? Was it more exciting? Was it something new? Yeah, absolutely. Was it something new? Um, we'd love to hear, and we'd love to hear about your questions as well. So, really, really interesting. So, fantasies are fascinating because we all have them. And until... Early 70s, a lot of women were not allowed or acknowledged that women had fantasies. And um, Nancy Friday wrote an amazing book called Your Secret Garden. She didn't write it, she published it. So what she did was she collected women's sexual fantasies and published them as wow. she received them. Mm. And her book, book was, yeah, her okay. book was groundbreaking. Since then, she's published, I think, another three about women's sexual fantasies, wow. about men's sexual fantasies. So the first one was called My Secret or Your Secret Garden or My Secret wow. Garden. Anyway, it was fascinating because it covered a spectrum of fantasies and sexual experiences and acts that 
showed the fullness of female sexuality almost for the first time in the Western world, which covered everything from bestiality to bondage to rape to multiple partners to father to mother to you name it. And it was there. Wow. So it was really, really (laughs) fascinating. That's amazing. No limits. Absolutely. There wasn't. And since, and it really was groundbreaking in terms of it just acknowledged women in the fullness of their sexuality, Mm. which was really, really beautiful and really, really powerful. But even in general, sorry, when you, when you, even with your partner, if you're just having normal intercourse or whatever, your mind at that moment, you're somewhere else. Well, most you're pe- fantasizing about something else. I, I, I think. Yeah, because most people's orgasm or pleasure is actually triggered more by fantasy yes. than what's happening in the yeah, moment. Actually. Yes, mm. each, each each one is different. Um, what might be kinky to one might not be kinky to an, to another. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people know. think that their fantasies are unique, um, no, but they're not. Hmm. There's a lot that feel the same way. There's elements that are unique. Absolutely. But the patterns are pretty much the same. And that's really what interesting. What is the most common fantasy that you've heard of? Everybody's fantasies. Well, the interesting thing is that for women, it, the three or two top. of the top are sex with a stranger. Yep. Forced sex. Mm. Yes. In some way. And there's a fascinating story about this, and it happened in a little town in Germany. <laughs> A woman was walking along the side of the road and this van drives up next to her and these men jump out and they bundle her into the van. And they're screaming and they're shouting and somebody saw this and they thought it was a kidnapping. They call the cops and they call the local SWAT team which comes out and rescue this woman. Who doesn't want to be rescued? (laughs) It was her fantasy and it was a birthday present from her husband. That's so sweet. Yes. (laughs) And that was her fantasy and he set it up and everybody thought this was for real. Mm. And this whole SWAT team comes and rescue her and they went to court and they had to pay like for the wow. call out for the SWAT oh, team wow. and stuff. It was quite something. Oh Gosh, <laughs> what a nightmare afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So it was really, really interesting. Mm. And for men, top three? Um, for men, top three is a threesome with two women. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, Hard. you know, the fascinating <laughs> thing about that is a lot of men so don't boring. even know how to satisfy one woman. <laughs> Never mind what they're going to do with two. <laughs> but I think mm. it's more about not them satisfying him. I mean, uh, it's, I mean, it's not him satisfying them. It's more they satisfying him. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And the interesting <laughs> thing is when you talk to a lot of men about this and you say, okay, so that's fine. What about when she comes along and she says, so I want to have a threesome with you and another man? That doesn't always go down to yeah. well. And for most men, that becomes... I think a lot of men secretly wish. But they, they're too embarrassed to say because if, mm. if you're attracted or if it's something that you think about, you've got to be gay. You've got to be something. And a lot of men don't understand that sometimes fantasizing is not about being gay or bi or whatever it's about fulfilling a need or well let's look at that so uh, a big idea is that most of our fantasies are not really about being expressed Mm. what do you think about that sorry can you just (laughs) repeat that okay now you have to concentrate and listen okay (laughs) (laughs) Okay. otherwise (laughs) spankings are in order okay okay now that a lot of fantasies are not about actual physical yes. expression of them. 
Because they're too extreme. Because they're about an act that goes yes, beyond right. our judgment. Mm-hmm. And most people think, I think, that if you have a fantasy, that is what it is. A yeah. fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. It will never be real. It will never be, uh, mm. it's not going to happen. But the fact that it's in your head is as real as it's going to mm. get. Yeah. Yeah, I think fantasies will always be extreme because there's no limitations mm. and also because you're not feeling the pain or the extreme of it on your personal body. Um, and it's more like a mental curiosity. Mm. But I think when you bring it out into the real world, there has to be boundaries because, um, yeah. because you're actually feeling them it's and also because so. there are physical limitations. Yeah, very much so. And emotional and psychological limitations. Yeah. Mm. So the purpose of it is it allows your mind to have the experience and through that your body, but it's not going to be, we're not going to act this one out. Yeah. Mm. I also think a lot of couples out there, they're, they're too scared to tell their partners what they, what goes through uh, their minds. Yes. yes. They, 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 they fear, um, they, they judge. They, yeah, they think they, they yeah. fantasize How about much of what I like, things, can I tell you? Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah very much so, because you. of that fear of judgment and from that the fear of rejection. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, Fiona, tell us what you do, because this is interesting. Well, um, I, I own Schizo. So schizo. what is Schizo? Schizo.coza. Um, it's a – it is apparel. Um, I sell – Latex. For the slow people, you've got to talk about what apparel is. Apparel. <laughs> so it's fetish outfits. It's fetish outfits and Clothes, um, lingerie. Costumes. And costumes. Uh, everything ranging from PVC, cathedrals. Fiona, your mouth and the mic need to be Closer. better friends. You need to kiss that mic. There we go. <laughs> See if you can get it all in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. <laughs> PVC cat suits, um, dresses, leather latex. Your costumes, um, police costumes, army costumes, cheerleader, uh, playboy, bunny outfits, nurse, nuns. Boring, the nurses are boring. A nun. The nuns are interesting because the nuns take you to a very different Different place. place Absolutely. I had a friend, he was an artist, and on the wall of his lounge, not on the wall, the wall of his lounge, literally the whole wall was a picture of a woman in a nun's habit sucking a donkey. Oh, wow. Man. Wow. <laughs> That's extreme. That went to a different place. Wow. But what is the fetish there? I don't understand There's that so fetish. many. So it's the religious, it's the bestiality, it's the actual kind of degradation of, 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 of that religious imagery. Oh, okay, okay. You know? Mm. Now, funny enough, in all in 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 the strip in the strip clubs, um, the strippers are not allowed to um, dress up as nuns. I never knew that. Are you being oh. serious? Correct. You can get arrested. Hmm. Whoa! Nuns, For you can nun um, and military uniforms. Wow! Oh, that's fascinating. So, um, if you see your pilot uniform and you decide you're going to steal it and do a show in it, be careful. You might just land up in jail. That's wow. fascinating. I, I never, never knew, knew that. Yeah, either. You know what's interesting is in um in Russia, yeah, they actually have a rise in um a patriotic strippers. So um they had to get away at, well do away with a lot mm-hmm. of the 
the typical nuns and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they brought in like the traditional Russian stripping things um, to support patriots. <laughs> Basically. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So what does that mean in real terms? Like would a stripper dress up like a Stalin, for example? Um, no. So they, you know, like the Russian folkwear yes. with the traditional headdresses okay, and also like the babushkas and Russian, um, military stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically they wanted to just support the patriotic side of okay. Russia, even in even the, the strip clubs. And the strippers. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> That's but latex, um, Fiona, um, b- b- Latex. What does it give? I mean, I'm, I like outfits, but I'm not one for the latex because it's so hot for me. What is the, when, when people come to you and they ask you to get them an outfit or something, what, what is the, the cycle behind it? I mean, is it because the love, does it, when they put it on, does it liberate them? Does it make yes. them feel like superwoman? Mm. Do, what is it? Well, um, the leather latex, um, a lot of, People love the feel of the leather latex. Yes. Yeah. And, um, oh, that you sh- like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, um, the, the shine to it with mm. the oil. Um, a lot of different, different clientele base. Um, you've got ladies that love latex. Um, the men enjoy latex. You've got your latex boots, your latex gloves. Um, to get it on, it's not very easy. You need to, yeah, you need no. to carry around. Yeah. Got to have a bit of baby powder. Yeah, but um, there's two aspects to that. The first is is the fantasy aspect yes. and the sensation, and the second is it allows you to get into a different persona. Correct. So when you put on a costume for a specific fantasy, it allows you to become that. Well, there's also constriction. Hmm. So um, for me, I like corsets mm-hmm. and latex because it's Constricts my whole body And that turns me on It's kind of like strangulation Except for your whole body Especially Mm. when the waist is being sucked in And with the latex If it's over the whole body And you can feel it completely constricting your whole body I guess it's kind of like a form of bondage It is Mm. It's a completely different feeling Yeah. Yeah. Where do you buy your stuff from? I buy it from the UK um, so with the corsets and the latex that I've had when I was in the UK and there was, um, torture garden that I went yes. to. Mm-hmm. Yes. So over there you have to be strictly dressed in yes. latex. So I had to buy things there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the feeling is just, w- would amazing. you, uh, have you bought from, um, uh, Kudo, the Japanese designer? Um, no, I haven't. So there was a huge, um, retail fetish market oh, okay. in, so that- um, yeah. In the UK that I bought from And with corsets I usually get from Orchid corset From the oh, US wow. okay. And also from Agent Provocateur Okay Because yeah. uh, Dead Lotus mm. is the one That does a lot of couture as well oh, okay. And they do specifically for mm. Torture Garden oh, And they okay. also do for Kinky uh, Galinki Which is mm. another to- a fetish club Okay But the thing is with South Africa, you don't have that. Yes. And that is what and we're trying to shame. do. That is what we're trying yeah. to do. So that you actually have a venue where people are forced to dress. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. You have to dress because once you get people into that habit of dressing, they're going to buy. Yes, exactly. And support people like Fiona that mm. has, that can get the stuff in that can do it for yourself. Isn't latex, uh, you've got to actually, um, have it specially made for you or, um, well, yes. the place that I went to, um, they just, 
did a whole They had, but you, you petite, so that's fine. Yes, yeah, so it was easy anything. for me, but I think especially for the curvier ladies yeah. and stuff, you'd have to get it specifically made. Yeah. How do you, uh, So let's talk a little bit about the rules of fantasies, okay? Because mm-hmm. this is really, really important. Um, so the first rule of fantasy is your fantasies are yours. They have nothing to do with your partner. And that's important because when we have a fantasy, we often look at it, or when our partner has a fantasy, we think it's a lack in us. Mm. I don't have that. I can't be that. That's not who I am. But that fantasy was around a long, long time before your partner. That's right. It has nothing in essence to do with you. So if your partner has a fantasy for someone with really big boobs, for argument's sake, that has nothing to do with you. If you don't have these enormous – that's not about you. That's about their inner world. And this is important to understand that we have an inner world that is incredibly specific and incredibly rich. And that's mine. That came around way before I met you because the seeds for those fantasies were implanted a long, long time ago. Yeah, but a lot of insecurities come up with that. Yeah, because, because now I, he's with you, but you don't even have yeah, what he finds so, attractive. Why is he with you? So I think that that's about me, but it's not. My yeah. fantasies are about me mm. and yours are about you. you. And it's really important to understand that because it allows us to relax into it and understand that it's a fantasy. Mm. It's another world. That it's not about you lacking something or you not being able to do something. That's really, really important. The next thing is when you have a discussion about fantasy, you are being incredibly vulnerable because you are revealing some really deep parts of yourself. So it needs to be in a space of safety, which means you need a space to be heard. So being heard means I need you to listen to me. And understand. Not necessarily understand, because there are some things we're not going to. But how do you accept something that you don't understand that this is... I don't have to understand it, but I can accept that it's a part of you. Of who you are, okay, yeah. Because there are things... There are turn-ons for different people yeah. that I will never understand that. But the general principle of turn-on says things turn me on that you will not understand, yeah. and I don't know why. Mm, but I think um, if I can add to that, the person having that fantasy, especially if it's something taboo, I think they need to understand it themselves just for the psychological healing of it. Like, for example, if a woman has a fantasy for rape, and it turns them on. Then a lot of the times um, there's that guilt because mm-hmm. it's a very real situation, especially with the Me Too movement and all yeah. of that. It, we're all aware of it. And if you're turned on by it, you kind of have to try to understand it yourself so that there's not that trauma of having that as a turn on. Mm-hmm. Agree. And a yeah. lot of the times it's just a need to let go of control and all of that. So that someone else is in control of your pleasure, um, especially if you're a very controlled person. And sometimes that's why you need the rape fantasy. But yeah, I think just from personal experience, it's it's good to know where it comes from. Yeah, it is important. Um, and if that helps the acceptance of it, then that's really, really important. Mm. Um, so to understand it, and 
that takes you on your own inner journey. And that's important because then it further confirms that your fantasy is about you. Mm. The next expression of that is how do you express it if you choose to? And this is very interesting because when we're going to do this, the elements of the fantasy are really important. And if we don't understand all of the elements, we are not going to get it Mm. right. So we have to understand, firstly, what in the fantasy is important for me. So sometimes it's going to be verbal. Sometimes it's going to be something that somebody says. But that is so specific. And that's really so important to understand because the power of this is in the detail. Mm. So if you are going to set this up for someone You need to be so clear on the detail of it, on the environment. What is in the environment? So your bedroom might not be the best place to express this. Mm. And sometimes you need to go somewhere very specific for this. Maybe it is a fetish venue. Maybe it's a dungeon. Maybe it's a hotel room. Mm. But the environment is really, really important. Mm. Otherwise, it's not going to be the same. And then you have to be incredibly clear on If it's something verbal, for example, that somebody says, they need to say that's incredibly precisely because that's what it is. And it might not have a lot of meaning to you, but that one sentence or one phrase is the trigger for the fantasy. Mm. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's a smell. Maybe there could be so many things. So you have to be very, very specific and It's really interesting because if your partner cannot do that in the way that you want, the impact is that your fantasy is not fulfilled. Yes. So if, if they are, if they think that that's silly and they can't say that because they think it's silly, you're not saying it because you think it's silly. Mm. So this is where you really need to connect with the energy of that in a very, very deep way. And these are fantasies often that will go kind of beyond, oh, let's dress up as nurses and doctors and let's get some rubber gloves and let's get a speculum and let's play. That's fine. Absolutely cool. But when there's more in this specific, so your discussion around it needs to be Mm. very clear. So you make yourself very vulnerable when you reveal this. Yes. Yes. Which means you really need a space of safety to be heard. And even if you're not going to actually act the fantasy out, to be able to share that with your partner is incredible because of the depth of that, because of the vulnerability. And in that, it becomes an act of incredible intimacy and closeness. True. And that's huge. I feel a lot of couples out there do not open up about their fantasies. Mm. And if they do, I think the partners are also not very willing to play out their fantasies with them. Yeah, and sometimes. Which is such a pity. Yeah, so firstly, yeah. sometimes that's not going to happen. And if that's the case, then it brings up a really interesting question because if your fantasy is important for you to express, can you then go to a place or a person where it can be expressed? It's also not done properly, I think, because um, I have had a lot of partners before who've wanted to do role play. Um, and it's 
it's never done properly. So mm. you dress up and then you do it, but it's just like normal sex, except you're in costume basically. Yeah. And recently, um, fortunately I've, um, started dating a, someone who was in the show business. So he will actually, we'll put down a whole script actually mm-hmm. of what's going to happen. So I know what to expect and we also know how to act it out and what lines to say. Mm. And it's interesting how just having a script or having a discussion beforehand of what to do in the role play makes it that much better and makes it fulfilling. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because that's the detail. Yes. And the detail says that's what's important to me. Mm. So when you do that and you script it, you actually have a much better chance Mm. of it being what it is that you want it to be. Yes. Because then we can go beyond silly or feeling silly. Yes, right. That's it. Mm. And yes, you are going to feel silly doing mm. some of it. There's no question about it. But what's the bigger picture? What are you there for? Yes, yeah. And we have to go kind of underneath that. Underneath that is this is an act of love and an expression of intimacy for my partner. Mm. I need to be present for that to happen. I need to be able to connect with that energy. And if you write a script, you have a much better chance of mm. it happening. And this is, it's an interesting thing because it extends into so many different aspects of sexuality that we think we know how to get it all right and make it happen all by itself, which is absurd. Mm. So I think I know how to pleasure you. And maybe I do to some extent, but I need to find out. What is it that you really enjoy? How do you really want to be touched? How do you really want to be mm. kissed? And how do you really want to be touched today? Oh, man, that is such an issue for me because my hormones are like up and down all the time. And what did work yesterday will not work today. That's it. So like you can be rough yesterday and then today I want just like a nice romantic thing. Mm-hmm. The next day I want something where I'm dominant the next day I want to be submissive. It really does play on my mood. And you actually have to speak about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, us ladies, I think we most of the time think that men can read our minds. <laughs> and if they don't do everything the correct way, we seem to get upset. But it's absurd when you, th- when you expect somebody to be able to read your mind is the most ridiculous thing. It is ridiculous. Mm. So it is not going to happen. But the one thing you said there is amazing that you want all these different things on different days. Yeah. Now what this does, and in terms of fantasy and in terms of role play, is allows us to access so many different aspects of ourselves and of our personality. Yes, yeah. That there are so many different things. Like sometimes, as a man, I want to be held and cuddled. <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes I want you to rub my feet and I'm going to sleep. Sometimes I want to fuck you and I don't care about your pleasure. Sometimes I want to give you so much pleasure. Sometimes I want to tie you up. And sometimes maybe I want you to tie me. And all of these different aspects that make up who we are. Mm. And so many more. So the fantasy and the role play allows us to express that. And the interesting thing is studies that have been done, people who are playing in that world are much more psychologically healthy Mm. than people who are repressing them. Yes. Because they're allowing all of themselves to be there. And Mm. that's huge. So then having the right Props for this becomes important. Yeah. Mm. So if you're going to be a schoolgirl, 
You need to look like a schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. But you need to think about that. Do you need to look like an American schoolgirl? <laughs> you know, a little plaid skirt and like the white knee socks? There aren't a lot of schools in South Africa that have a uniform like that. Well, little white socks. And private and schools. Private. Yeah. No, but not all of them. Yes. Um, but if you're trying to get the costume, I mean, you can just go to a private school. Yeah, absolutely. A school outfit and you could. But, all but you need to be really specific with that. So you, do you want to look like a South African government schoolgirl? Uh, yeah. Is very, is very different to <laughs> yeah. that American fantasy schoolgirl look. You have to have the white full panties. No two strings. <laughs> oh man, that is so true. That is so true though. That was a very specific thing my partner yeah. brought up was that it had to be white plain panties. Okay. Full panties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. That specificity mm. is really important. And then a lot of fantasy is not always about the sex. Mm. But we think the perception is that it's about sex. And this comes from the fact that our, our sexual model is actually a very porn movie model mm. of sex. That's the model that most people put sex into. So the porn model says that we might start out dressed in a certain way, but it's going to end in sex, which is exactly yeah. what you said, Lee. Instead of saying, maybe it's not. I've met a few people where there is no sex at the end. It, it, does, not, mm. it does not end up with them having sex. Yeah, a lot of times it's not. And in some of the bondage play, it's not always about sex. Yes, no? Yes, agree. You're very quiet there in the corner. Let's li- makes a change. <laughs> but a lot of times in the bondage world, it's not always about sex. So it doesn't always need to go into the sex. And if it does, sometimes it's a very specific sexual act in a very specific way, which is not just the pattern of sex that we normally have. True. Agree. Okay, you guys need to say things at some (laughs) stage. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, it's important and that's part of the detail of the fantasy. Yeah, bondage in that is not really about the sex. It's about the whole role play, the whole, the, the, the way you look, the, the way you talk, the way you act, what, you know, all the feelings that you feel. It's not about sex. If it gets to there, it's great, but it's about the pleasure that you find from being dominated, from being tied up, from being restrained, from being in a position of helplessness mm. if you've been tied up, that somebody else is in control. And most people that are into bondage are people that like to swap roles because in their personal life, they're always in control. Mm, yeah. Always. Yeah. So you want that chance where somebody else takes over and you are actually where they usually are in the week. Mm. And that's what bondage really is. It's mm. about being restrained and being in a position where you're depending on somebody else to do everything because you're helpless. You'd want to do, but you can't. You want to touch, you can't. You want to talk, you can't because you've got a mouth gag in your mouth. You want to see, but you can't. So you're blindfolded. Mm. And so what you're doing, you're relying on all the senses, sense of sight and, and touch and, and, and smell and, you know, all the feelings that you're feeling. And a lot of people love that. You know, just expanding on that, um, 
I was into like just several different types of BDSM. And what's interesting to me was that um, there were definitely certain types that I really did not enjoy. Because um, I had a dom who liked to um, just restrict me in terms of my actions where yes. just during the day he'd WhatsApp me and say, you know what, today you can't get up from your seat, not even to go to the toilet, things like that. And I really hated that, by the way. And then also just in terms of like tying me up and things like that. But I found the bondage that I actually liked, or at least the BDSM that I liked was just being thrown around, physically strangled and slapped. Yes. But I didn't like any other part of it where the guy was just mentally or psychologically in control of me. So I liked having my mental freedom, but I liked being physically restrained. Yes. And a lot mm. of people like that. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people enjoy that. Yeah. It's a very fine line. Um, you have to keep the fantasy in the bedroom because that could um, come out in so many different ways on a normal day basis. But why do work. you have to keep it in the bedroom? Not necessarily in the bedroom. Um, you, you find a lot of... Uh, the dominant, uh, for, for instance, your partner, you were saying, you would say, now you c- cannot go to the toilet the whole day. Mm. It starts, it will start leaking into everyday life. Why is that a problem? Um, I think that's when it can become quite abusive because now it's past the fantasy. It's past the, the, the turning on aspect. But it's becoming then a part of an expression of your nature, of your personality. I'm not saying I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you. I'm just but if you're not exploring that, this. So if you, like you said, mm. you had a, you had a mm. master that would tell you you're not going to get up from there. And the whole idea of having a master is to to submit, be submissive. Yes. So if he's told you, even though he can't see what you're doing, he's told you that you're not moving from there. You can't move. But now you've got things to do and everything's mm. so. It wasn't something she really enjoyed. Mm. So it can become now, it's yeah. not about pleasure anymore. It's about really, it's, yeah. I don't even yeah. enjoy that. But you're right, Fiona, and there Could is a be. difference between something being a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, we did an interview earlier this year with a woman who is a lifestyle slave. We're literally, her master would pick her clothes out in the morning. Mm-hmm. He would decide what she was going to wear. Every aspect of her life was, was controlled. controlled. There's a difference between... A lifestyle choice and or, or, or something as a lifestyle and something that we play with. Mm. There's no question of that. I was just asking, why is it a problem? To move outside the bedroom. Yeah. And it's just a, a purely interesting exploration mm. because those are parts of you. So how do you mm. explore them or bring them into other parts yes. of your life? Because the health of it comes when we can integrate those aspects into our lives. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be dominant all day, every day, in every way, but I need to integrate that. Otherwise, it's an isolated part of me. An isolated part of me isn't healthy because it's a disconnected part of me. So all healing is about connection, about owning the parts of ourselves. Hmm. So I need to accept and understand that it is a part of me how do I do that in my life? But also, if you, um, if you, for example, I'm a dominant, I'm dom- um, dominant. So if I have a slave or a sub or whatever, and they're not close to you, so you want to still um, exercise that authority, mm. that whatever. So I'll call you and say, okay, you're going to walk to the shop with no panties, with um, 
you know, um, and you're actually going to flash, you're going to hand your panties to the sales of, of the counter guy, whatever, um, in the shop, and then you'll buy your stuff, and then I want you to take a picture and then send it to me. So you'd have guys, you know, you'd want to still be able to control her or him in a way that shows that I still am your master. But not all things that you do is something that your sub would like, you know, because you might know this guy so well from the corner shop that you really don't want to be giving my panties to him. <laughs> but I have to do it now, you know, because you told me to do it. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> you know? So like, damn, okay. So that you can always find aspects of, of being dominated or being um, controlled that you don't really find comfortable. And that you're not okay with. So this is where you need to have an understanding with the person that you involved with yeah. or living the lifestyle with. These are my boundaries, even though you own me 24-7. But those are the boundaries. Yeah, I cannot because I exist beyond this. And that's communication and, that's and exploration. Communication. Yeah. And that's where it does become fascinating because yeah. that's where we see this is the space that it stays in. And then we actually kind of step out of that role as much yeah. as we step into it we need to step out of it mm. so in a lot of, of conscious sexuality and, and neo-tantra practices we use the word ritual and a ritual is a space that's separate from everything else that we do so when we step into a ritual space we're taking on a certain aspect of ourselves we're bringing that in and then we step out of that but when we can do that consciously that's when it becomes a healthier expression. When we don't know the difference, that's when it's not. Yeah. Agree. And that's Agree. when I can play with it. I can be in it and I can be fully in it. But I know what it is and I know what it's not. Mm. And often we get confused. Because even if somebody says that I'm a 24-hour life, it's my lifestyle. There is certain parts of your life that you're not doing that. Well, for this woman, it was pretty much almost everything was controlled Did to some work? extent. Yeah, but he chose that. Oh, really? Yeah. So to give up all that control to somebody, mm. doesn't it cripple you in some way? Well, for her, it was, it was freedom. Was but it maybe for? then it's not sexual. Maybe it's something else. But it, yeah. There was a degree mm. of sex in it and... Um, there were times where, if I'm correct, and I could be wrong on this, where he actually gave her to someone else for sex. So, and so again, that is more property. And again, that Ownership was the control. Than, yeah. Than, than, mm. than, because when, when, you, when you're in a, a dominant position over somebody else, the whole idea is to care for that person. Mm. You care even after you've done mm. whatever, um, spanked you, caned you, threw you around, slapped you. Afterwards, I want to hold you. I want to show you that no matter what we did in that moment was our fantasy, but I still care about you. Your well-being is still important. I need to know you're okay. Because at that moment you're there, but once you come down, I want to make sure that I'm mm. you in my care. So how does that work when you control somebody's life 24-7, you give the person away or whatever? In, in your headspace as the sub, do you still have any sense of identity? Yeah, she had a very strong sense really? of, of herself. Yeah, wow. and a lot of that was with consent. Like, oh, okay. So I'm going to give you to this person. Do you agree? Okay. So, but, but if she didn't agree, 
Did she have a choice? Yeah, I think she did. Okay. I think she did. That was a while ago we did this interview, so I don't remember all of the details. That's very interesting. And it's taking fantasy to an extreme place. Extreme level, yeah. Absolutely. And not just something we can step into, then we step out of it again. And it's very, very interesting. So a huge part of this is communication. And sexually, we don't communicate openly. We don't communicate fully. Um, So the biggest part of the communication is actually learning to listen. Yeah. Really listen. Really hear what your partner is saying about their fantasies. What is it that they would like? And then, again, as I said, the detail of it is so important. Because if you want to be tied up, how is it that you want to be tied up? Mm. What turns you on? Which part of the bondage turns you on? Yeah. And the interesting thing, because a lot of people in fantasy terms say, okay, so I want to tie you up. And then what? That's it. Because mm. then I've got no idea what I'm going to do with you afterwards. So I'm either going to leave you there while I go watch the soccer or... I've got no idea So we'll just have sex Like we normally do <laughs> Yeah That's yeah. the worst <laughs> That is the worst <laughs> But sometimes I think it's also About the experimentation So for God's sake Just have some creativity with Yes it. Yeah no You know and but but that, Make it, it does get boring And that's it one does. of And that's one of the powers Of exploring fantasy mm. Is that it does make you More creative Because mm. you have to look And think Okay so what can I do With this That was different yeah, I think the key thing here is to take it seriously mm. instead of just seeing it as like, um, uh, it's just another thing we're going to do. Mm. Um, cause uh, it's just annoying when you're serious about it and you're giving it all in terms of your creativity and thinking on the spot what we're going to do. And the other person is just kind of laying there and just doing the normal mm. um, day to day. Day to day fucking Yeah Yeah Because if it's a different experience Then we need to make it different Yes Yeah And we need to make Every aspect of it different Like if we're going to a different restaurant Let's eat something different Yes Not walk in and say Oh we know what we eat And say can I have a cheeseburger Because that's Mm. like my default setting Yeah That if we're going somewhere Let's eat something different Mm. And let's really do that So it helps you be much more creative if you get into that space mm-hmm. and it really can get you once you can kind of get past your conscious limitation into incredible intuition and inspiration. And often that's where an incredible deep soul and energy connection happen with a partner because you really can feel their energy and really go into that. And that makes it a very, very different experience. So, Expressing fantasies is a little bit more than putting on doctors and nurses' outfits but then the and outfits a strap-on. Help. The outfits the do outfits help. Yeah. Of course help. they do. They're a really important part mm. of it. No question of that. And what kind of market is it in South Africa? Because people don't really dress up. They do. Some yeah. do, but not everybody does. Mm-mm. So you want to create a platform where people actually do dress, where people want to dress up because it just makes you look whatever the reason or for your – not just for sex. No, it's not, and that's a small part of it. Not just Absolutely. for sex. So why did you get into this, Fiona? What was interesting about it? Well, um, I grew up in the theatre um, as a dancer. Oh, okay. And um, Did you take your clothes off when you danced? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. 
Why not? It was professional. Uh, say professional too. <laughs> okay. So as far as the outfits are concerned, I love beautiful costumes. Um, and, you know, beauty can, it's, it's a very broad spectrum. A black cat suit can be beautiful and so can a, a pink skin tight dress, you yeah. know, different feelings. Um, one day you might want to be a schoolgirl. Tomorrow you want to be a dominatrix. Yes. The outfits help. Um, you put on the outfit, you feel, you, you step into character. Yeah. And the person that you're sharing your fantasies with, they look at you as that character. Very true. Yeah. And that's one of the parts of it. Really important. I think that's the first sight when, with whoever you are, be it professional or be it uh, in your private life. If you dress up your partner, the first thing he sees is that image. Correct. And Mm. that is the image that starts the ball rolling. Because the sexy girl with a tight corset, with the hold ups, with the sexy, the whole thing starts that I know where this is going Mm. to and I can't Mm. wait to go on this journey. So for me, I think Dressing up is really key. The shoes, the underwear, the outfit, the mindset. So you're not dress, just dressing the body. No, you're dressing the mind. You're dressing mm. the mind as well because that's, that's where it all starts. And that's your preparation because yes. part of that then is the script, the implements, the toys, the whatever else it is that you're going to mm-hmm. have for this, the fullness of that experience. I think there are certain things um, that you can't do without the outfit. Yes. Like, for example, with the schoolgirl outfit, with the skirt, for example, mm. it's important that it's a skirt. And that it's a certain length because when you bend over, for example, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, the, like the outfits also help with the sex, not just the visual aspect of it, but with the actual functionality of it. Mm. Yes, mm. Yeah. I agree with it. So we've got a very interesting off-topic question. Mm. Is there going to be a sex bow this year? There is not, but there is going to be an awesome exhibition called Nice and Naughty, the first weekend in October. So I th- think their website's up, niceandnaughty.coza. Go and check them out. Yes, so they will there. be there. Definitely. Yes, indeed. Okay. So where do people find more information about you? Fetishhavensofafrica.co.za. We're also doing uh, uh, parties that requires you to dress up. So you cannot come if you're not in your fetish gear. So you've got to call Fiona and you've got to speak to Lee and find out where they get all their goodies from. And, yes, come to the parties. Okay. <laughs> Fiona, where do people find out more about these wonderful costumes? Schizo.co.za. Uh, How do you spell that? Um, as, as schizophrenic. S-C-H-I-Z-O. Okay. Schizo.coza. Why did you choose the name Schizo? Explain that one. It's interesting. Well, it's it's for schizophrenic. Um, you, when you're living out your mm-hmm. fantasies, you are changing character. Okay. Love okay. it. So, okay. so therefore, it is hmm. okay. a touch schizophrenic, actually. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. And um, if I don't have what you want regarding the leather latex, we will make it up for you. Fantastic. According Perfect. to your body measurements. Fantastic. So, is a two-foot strap-on going to be possible? Why not? I'm just asking. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) 
She was about to bite that mic. She was aiming for that mic. Like, I've, I've got you, girl. Okay. okay, cool. So we have some very exciting things coming up. Um, a beautiful sensual massage retreat for couples in July. Info is on my website, www.eroslife.co.za. It's really about creating intimacy and connection, and it's going to teach you the most awesome sensual skills of touching and pleasure. So that's on the website. And then for a long time, this has been coming for a long time, and I'm really excited to be teaching in Durban at the end of July. So we're going to do a whole week of workshops in Durban, culminating with a beautiful sensual massage retreat in a place called Rocky Bay that's on the beach, which is really, really awesome. So even if you're in Joburg or in Cape Town and you want a wonderful winter break, come down and join us for that weekend. It's the last weekend in July, which is really fantastic. Um, Bedroom Affair is happening in Whitbank, Middleburg. Um, and that is on Facebook. So just look for Bedroom Affair on Facebook. We're going to do some talks there, which is really, really cool. Um and then something very exciting that we are doing at Fetish Haven. It is the first all-black fetish event in South Africa. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. So for, for a long time, I think there's been a perception that kink and fetish and bondage was this play place of privileged white people. Yes. Mm, yeah. And that's absolute nonsense. We've been proven it's wrong. Abs- of course, because mm. everybody is sexual beings. And the color of your skin is regardless in this. You have fantasies. You have desires. You want to explore them. So we are doing with Makabela Mutaung an incredible, exciting evening of awesome. It's a dipping a toe in the water. By all black, do you mean black people? Yes. Or Indian people as well? Of course, Indian people. And colored people? Yes. Yes. Okay. And Chinese, Japanese, and Portuguese. Okay, so it's everyone. It's basically everybody. Yeah. <laughs> What's the black for? Oh, we're just going to turn the lights off. <laughs> no, essentially, no, it's not. It is. It's a fetish event for people of color in South Africa. Okay, I see. Okay. <clears throat> That's really what it is. Okay. And it's never been done before because, as we said, it's awesome. always been in this kind of exclusive state. And this yeah. is, we are about how do we include and that's really, really exciting and awesome. Stunning. Yes. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. So that's really fantastic. So look at um, Eros Life for all that. And the event will be up on Facebook today as well. So one sentence of advice for people wanting to explore their fantasies. One sentence. Don't hold back. Go for it. Fiona. Just do it. Lee. Be creative. Be creative. Oh, I like that. I want that. Be creative. Can I have another chance? Be creative. Hold. Don't hold back. Go for it. How many lines? Some people don't know their limitations, do they? <laughs> oh, yeah. I just have no idea. So this has been really interesting. Thank you. And we've Thank touched you. the surface of it because it is a really, really big topic. And it begins with you. You have to acknowledge the fullness of yourself. Yourself as a sexual being, as a sexual being, as this range of of aspects of your personality, of your being that are inside of you. And the more you can go inside and the more you can accept yourself and know yourself and love yourself, the more you can express that and share that. And be a better partner. But it's mostly, it begins with you. 
And there's something that I'd really advise you all to do is, and we'll put it up as the resource on the website, is uh, my friend Galen Fuss in America is a therapist who specializes in fetish and kink. It's the most phenomenal book called Decoding Your Kink that guides you through an incredible process of getting in touch with who you are. Because if something is inside of you, and I say this lots, at some point it's going to wake up. Yes. Something's going to trigger it. Might be a movie, a a book, a line, a a little something is going to wake it up. If it's not, it's not. If it's not inside of you, it's not going to be there. You can look at it. You can say, "Eh, she wants to pee on me. Mm, Doesn't do a whole lot for me. But at some point, it's going to go, oh, I want to know what that's like. Yeah. Absolutely. So have a wonderful weekend of expressing your pleasure and exploring your Thank fantasies. You for having us. And we wish you all so you. much pleasure. Yeah. This is CliffCentral.com.